I don't think it's ever been that far from the left-hand side of the church to the pulpit. What a joy to be in the house of the Lord tonight. And uh, what, a, what an amazing thing that the Lord is doing here. I am so excited <laughs> for Pastor Stephen Pope and Calvary Baptist Church. I'm so excited. Um, as a matter of fact, when I talked to him on the phone today, I said, Preacher, some people probably think I pastor Charity Hill and I go to your church because uh, I've invited everybody I've saw. I've, I've told them, I, you ain't going to believe this. You're not going to believe what the Lord is doing. If you can't make it, here, log into this uh, Facebook account. If you don't have Facebook, YouTube it. Just, just watch what the Lord is doing. Then he gets up here and he says, there's no pressure. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I was actually, uh, we, were, we were sitting on the bed talking last night and uh, just got done doing our family devotion there after we got home and, and my phone dung and, uh, or dinged, whatever. And uh, April said, uh, what was that? I said, I don't know. I didn't hear anything. I knew what it was. The Lord had already been dealing my heart and I, I walked over and I picked up my phone and I said, you're not going to believe this. Preacher Pope has uh, asked me to preach. She said, well, what did you say? I said, uh, the Lord was dealing my heart. I'll, I'll do my best. And send him a message back. She said, y'all better get in the bed. Y'all need some rest. <laughs> well, it's too late for that. It's easy for her to say. But boy, aren't you glad that the Lord has chose to sit down where you are. And knowing who we are tonight. And knowing who he is. That the Lord would do something like this. And I count it an honor. I mean, I mean an honor that a man would uh, pastor a church for 30 years and the greatest meeting ever break out and he would ask me to come stand and preach. But I'm going to say this tonight and, and I know exactly what the pastor's saying. I want man to get glory, but I'm telling you, that's one of my heroes sitting right over there. you got a man of God. And, and if there's any critic, I'm going to have to agree with what Brother Seth said. If there's any critic... Give them my name. Give them my number. Because I've said here, I told somebody today, I said, let me tell you how much of a move of God this is. I said, I know for a fact I've been in four services over there, at least four of them, I know, since last Sunday. I think we came Monday night. Me and uh, Charity came back Tuesday night. And I don't know, but we've been here at least four. I said, There's only, I've only heard two messages preached, and the rest of the time God just done everything. I said, we went to a deacon's ordination service the other night. And I said, they've not even preached the charge to the deacons yet. They've not preached the charge to the church. And 20-some people were baptized. Five more people got in, got saved. And it's just God. And boy, you can look back and you can't pin it on this man or this message or this song. You can just stand back and say, to God be the glory for great things he hath done. And he's worthy of our praise tonight. Hey, do you realize that in Union Grove, North Carolina, over in heaven tonight, do you realize there's seraphims flying around? Here's what they're saying. Holy, 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 worthy is the Lamb of God. I'm glad that Calvary Baptist Church in Union Grove, North Carolina tonight, we can say glory, 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 holy, holy, holy is the Lamb of God. Why? Because he's chose to come where we are and just settle down for just a little. I'm not even a member here. I'm just saying you ought to be excited about what the Lord is doing. Amen. And I'm so glad there's a move of God. We're living in a dark time. But thank God for the move of God. Amen. Amen. I appreciate you tonight. If you have your Bibles, if you'll go with me to John chapter number 3 tonight. And preacher, I definitely wouldn't do this. I feel like it'd go along with the message. Be all right if the girls sing one song tonight. Girls, would y'all come please tonight? over here. Yes. He's already got it. Amen. 
bless them. I'd be today. Don't know if I'd have my family. There's just no telling who I would be if not for grace. I could be locked up in jail. I'd have no future, no story to tell. I know my soul would be crying from hell if not for grace. If not for grace, I would still be lost and hopeless. If not for grace, there'd be no reason to carry on. Oh, but when he looked my way, there was mercy on his face. I would not be saved today if not for grace sin i carried for so long things in my past i had done so wrong but god's forgiveness i would have never known if not for grace there'd be no hope from heaven above i would know the words for god so loved I know my life would be unheard of if not for grace. If not for grace, I would still be lost and hopeless. If not for grace, there'd be no reason to carry on. Oh, but when he looked my way, there was mercy on his face. I would not be saved today if not for grace. Oh, but when he looked my way, there was mercy on his face. I would not be saved today if not for grace. Amen. Amen. I love my girls. I appreciate them. And uh, I appreciate them having a desire to sing. And I just felt like they'd go right along where we're at tonight and what God's done here. And I'm definitely not the pastor, so I sure hadn't come to beat the sheep or to whoop up on you tonight. I just come to share God's word with you. Very honored that the pastor would even ask me to do this tonight. And uh, I've got a very, very familiar passage of scripture tonight, but I'm interested in one verse that we find in John chapter number three. And uh, we desire the Lord's help tonight. If you're able and can, if you'd stand with me in reverence to the reading of the word of God. I want to read some very, very familiar scripture to you tonight. We'll focus in on one verse and I'll try to give to you what the Lord has given to us tonight. John chapter number three, if you'll notice in verse number 15 tonight, the Bible said that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he hath not believed in the, in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is, that light is come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Boy, you look at the first part that we read there tonight. and I mean, we have some of the greatest verses, if not the greatest verses in all of our Bible tonight. Matter of fact, John 3.16 is probably one of the most quoted uh, verses in your Bible. Even in the secular world, it's not, uh, uh, it's not uncommon uh, to see a baseball game and someone holding up a billboard in the stand that would say 3.16 on it or John 3.16. There's no doubt tonight that God loves the world. No doubt that He loved it so much He gave His only begotten son. 
But if you'll notice, even after that wonderful verse and probably the greatest verse of the expression of love that we could find in our Bible tonight, you find verse number 19 and the Bible says that God did not come to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. But you get to verse number 19, the Bible said, and this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Father in heaven, as we come before you tonight, we want to tell you that we love you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being so real to us. Thank you for being so good to us. Father, as we come this way tonight, Father, I am so thankful for your precious word. I'm so thankful for your darling son. Lord, I know tonight I am just a man. Father, I stand where no man can stand alone. Nor do I desire to stand here within myself tonight. I pray, Father, you'd hide us behind the old rugged cross. Lord, I pray for just a few moments tonight. Lord, if there's one lost and undone without you, I pray you'd reveal that to that heart and soul tonight. Father, one out of your will, God, I pray they'd get where they ought to be with you. Lord, you'd receive the praise and the glory for it's in the name of Jesus we pray and ask these things. Amen. You can be seated. And may the Lord add a blessing to the reading of the word. With the help of God tonight, I want to bring a simple thought to your mind and to your attention tonight. And I'll say this, uh, I told somebody earlier today, I've had text all day long and there's a morning devotion that I send out. Brother Ricky sent the YouTube site to it and I was just inviting people to come or to log in. And I told uh, our brother Kevin Nunn called me this afternoon. He said, preacher, I'm praying. And if it were not for our revival service, I'd be there just to help uh, prop you up. I said, brother, I want to tell you something. If the choir gets to singing and it gets out of the banks, uh, it ain't going to hurt my feelings one bit. I just want to see God and high and lifted up. But I just want to talk to you just for a moment with the help of the Lord tonight on three types of believer. Three types of believer. I believe tonight that no matter uh, who we are, no matter where we came from, uh, no matter what we say we are tonight, there's one of these three categories that we would fall into tonight. There's no way around it. Uh, we're one of three, these three types of uh, believer tonight. There's absolutely uh, no way around it. Matter of fact, I pray that with the help of the Lord, I'll be able to show that to you tonight and we can see it clear here uh, uh, in our Bibles tonight. Number one, I would say tonight that there is a believer that you would call tonight a true Believer, I'm talking about tonight somebody uh, uh, that believes the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, listen, I mean, they don't just believe uh, uh, that the red letters in their Bible are real. They believe that even the cover is genuine leather. I'm talking about they are a true believer. Uh, they've seen God do things uh, that only God can do. I believe I could get a witness from the church tonight that what the Lord has done here over the last eight days or nine days now, that it is only a true move of God. Hey, watch this tonight. You can put a rock band in the choir loft and you can get people stirred up. You can put a fog machine in the altar and say we had a cloud. Oh, but my friend, there is no substitute for the Holy Ghost of God and the power of a thrice holy God going down to an old sin-wretched, sin-sick soul that is hard-hearted and hard-shelled and the hammer of the Word of God and the Spirit of God continually knocking at that door and causing it just to turn to power. That's the power of God. Boy, aren't you glad tonight, as the pastor's already said, you can't say that's where it started with that man over there. That's where it started with that song. Yes, there's been people saved. If we'd be honest, we thought there's already saved. But you know why they finally got in? Because there was a true move of God. Notice this tonight, I believe in. Second Timothy tonight, we find a man by the name of Paul. I believe tonight that Paul is a 
true believer. I believe Paul was a true believer. Matter of fact, in chapter number one, or 2 Timothy chapter one, and in verse number 12, he said, I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to, to keep that, that I have committed unto him against that day. You said, preacher, I'm, I'm just, I, I just thank God for this revival meeting many years ago. Maybe it wasn't in this meeting. Many years ago, I was one of them, and I couldn't remember what I prayed. I couldn't remember everything I asked the Lord to forgive me for. I can't remember everything I said. Oh, but preacher, whenever I wanted to talk like I used to talk, there was something on the inside of me that wouldn't let me talk like I used to talk. When I wanted to drink from the same bottle that I used to drink from, there's something wouldn't let me drink from the same bottle. And every single time those thoughts passed by my mind, there was something on the inside of me that said, that's not what we are anymore. And tonight, you're a true believer because time and time again, you've been persuaded by the power of God. I'm talking about a true believer. Boy, tonight, I'll just be honest with you. I've been saved now 33 years, just celebrated my birthday, February the 18th, 1990. I got born again, saved by the grace of God. 33, I'm just a baby. But can I tell you, I'm standing before you tonight. I don't know, been pastoring longer than I should have been. No, I'm just kidding. Been pastoring, pastoring now for 22 years. Hey, can I tell you something? I can stand here tonight and say I am persuaded. I've seen God do things that only God can do. Hey, listen, they just some things tonight. Thank God's been nailed down, anchored down. And it's only because of the grace of God. I'm talking about a true believer tonight. I believe we could find a true believer in a man by the name of Job tonight. When Job lost all he had, you know what he said? I know my Redeemer liveth. I know my Redeemer liveth. Hey, can I say there's some here tonight, no doubt, in a crowd this size, no doubt, if just the people I talk to today are watching online, man, it's gonna hit 11 times, preacher. I mean, I'm excited about this thing, what God's doing. But Brother Ricky, I want to say this. Hey, notice, I mean, there's been times in our life, hey, listen, that things happen we didn't understand. Maybe a death come, tragedy come, sickness come, and we just didn't understand it. And our human side said, oh God, that's just not fair. I just don't understand. But somewhere down on the inside of all that darkness and all those gray clouds, boy, aren't you glad for the peace of God that Pass us all understanding. And even in your darkest hour, you know your Redeemer still lives. Now these people around tonight have no hope. When they go with their family members to the graveyard, they put them in a grave. There is no hope. Boy, there's some people sitting here tonight that before March the 13th, they had no hope. Oh, but you're sitting here tonight. Guess what? You've got hope you've never had before. You've got a peace you've never had before. You've got joy you've never had before because now you're a true believer. True believer. How about that? How about that same man that said, told Timothy, I know whom I have believed. Hey, listen, that same fella said this. He said, all those things that I counted gain, ain't nothing more than waste. He said, they're done. Hey, when I compare them to the things of God, hey, listen, I like what the preacher said a while ago. Doesn't matter what color you are, don't matter where you came from, really don't even matter where you're headed now. Lord, change your destination. No matter what side of the tracks you came from, hey, you can say, hey, preacher, I can agree with that. I'm one of them true believers. I know where I was. I know who I am. And I know what the Lord has done. Amen. I'm talking about a true believer. I believe uh, John the Baptist, I believe he's a true believer. Have you ever thought about this? Now, uh, the preacher's already told you now, I'm not, I'm not a deep theologian. I came by and shook his hand last night and I just wanted to hug him and get out of here. I was afraid he was going to ask me why he's standing looking me eyeball to eyeball if I'd preach tonight. The Lord's already dealing with me. I just want to get home. And he said, preacher, what do you do? And I said, 
I said, preacher, I believe if there's anybody in the ministry knows how to follow the Lord. You know how to follow the Lord. You say, we're going to go a night and just see what God does. Now look where we're at. You went a night, you went a night, you went a night. I, I did. I gave him some deep thought. God says, go, go. God says, whoa, whoa. I don't know what else to do. Just let God be the stoplight in our life. If it's green, God says go, just go. If God said slow down, just slow down. If he says stop, stop, just be glad. You can see the lights of God tonight. I got to hurry thinking about it. You thought about this. John the Baptist. I mean, he's standing there. And all of a sudden, here comes Jesus. And John's been preaching that he that cometh after me is preferred before me. I'm not even worthy of the loose latches of his shoe. I mean, I've got followers and people that's listening to me, people that's believing what I say, but he that cometh after me, he's, he's preferred before me. And all of a sudden, here comes Jesus. And John said, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. I believe he is a true believer. But have you ever thought about this? John had never saw Jesus. He'd never saw him. I got something real good for you. He'd met him before. You remember when his mother was six months expecting and Mary went in to Elizabeth and greeted her? The Bible said that John the Baptist leaped in his womb. I've never saw him before. I've seen the evidence of him. Here he is. I'm a true believer. Hey, just in case you're wondering, I am a true believer. Let, let me put, hit the pause button right there. Time out. We'll come right back to that. Brother Rick, if I get sidetracked, you bring me back over there. I need to tell you about John the Baptist. This salvation stuff, I love what the preacher said. There's no high pressure preaching. There's not been any high pressure invitation. You realize the only time the preacher's extended the invitation is because there's people in the altar and he didn't want to close out while there's people praying. There ain't been any high pressure invitation. Matter of fact, if, if like preacher said, if there's anything been pressure, it's the Holy Ghost of God putting pressure on those hearts and souls letting them realize where they're at. But have you ever thought about this? If you'll notice tonight, that when we see these things happening and we see these things working and we see these things coming about, I'm telling you, uh, it ought to be just as obvious tonight. The preacher don't preach on hell to scare people that say they're saved. It's so those that don't know they're going to heaven will get in and get born again. If the preacher preaches on salvation for the true believer, we ought to be rejoicing. I mean, it ought to thrill our soul. It ought to get us excited. Hey, please don't, don't fall out with me right here tonight. I'm just telling you, there ain't a basketball that'll go in at the last buzzard. There ain't a trophy be set on the shelf any better tonight than knowing that your sins are gone and you can't go to hell. You've been set free. I said you've been set free. Brought up out of the horrible pit, set feet on a, on a solid rock, and your goings have been established. It ought to be this simple tonight. I, 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 I'm trying to get to where I'm going. It ought to be this simple tonight. If pastor come up here and stood beside him and he said, all right, church, here's what we're going to do. I need all the men on this side, and I need all the women on this side. How many of you would have to sit there and go, mm, which way do I go? I need all the married folk over here and all the unmarried folk over here. Mm. Which way do I go? If I took one of these microphones tonight and I'm not going to do it because I wouldn't embarrass anybody, but if I, were to walk, if I were to walk to somebody, I'll just go to you, preacher, and I ought to say, can you take 30 seconds and tell us here when you got saved? Boy, I mean, could I come to you tonight and say, could you take 30 seconds and just tell us about when you got saved? Could you tell us what the Lord done when he saved your soul? Can you give me a testimony of what the Lord done? Hey, I'm telling you, some of us ought to be sitting there tonight and say, boy, I wish he'd bring me that microphone. Boy, I wish he'd give me 30 seconds. I'm telling you, I've been bubbling over since March the 13th. Hey, listen, there's been people getting in, but I've been in. I've seen what God's doing. I know it's God. I'm thankful it's God. Hey, and I'm about to bubble over because I know I believe him I know I believe him 
I know he's real. John the Baptist leaped in his womb. Boy, I can remember. I gotta be real careful how I word this. I said the other day at the church, I called out a man and woman's name, and I said, he had a baby today. The whole crowd, they, they laughed at me like saying August 13th a while ago. But Brother Rodney, I can remember sitting on our bed and sitting on our couch in April, say, watch this right here, and her, her whole shirt would move. That baby was a turning over. And boy, that's been just three or four days ago. Now they're 19, almost 14 years old. But here's all I'm trying to say. Mary walked in with a holy, you remember what the angel of the Lord said to Mary? He said, Mary, fear not, for that that is conceived in you is of the Holy Ghost. Hey, do you realize tonight if you've ever been saved by the grace of God, I got good news from a far country. Fear not, for that that is conceived in you is of the Holy Ghost. Hey, listen, you can run to an altar 20 times. You can sign 40 cards. You can be the member of the church, the founder of the church, the biggest tither in the church. Oh, but can I say until you get born again, saved by the grace of God, that's when the work of the Holy Ghost takes place down your life. So here's what happened. John the Baptist has met him. Now I'm not here to, to argue. I've heard men say this. Why if he were to walk in the back door, we wouldn't even recognize him. Well, I understand. When you read uh, in, the, in the book of Psalm and chapter 22 and you see what happened in the crucifixion of our Savior. When you read in the Gospels, you see the crucifixion of our Savior. You read Isaiah chapter number 53. You see there is led as a lamb to the slaughter. And there is nothing about him that you desire him. I understand tonight that if he were to walk through the back door. Listen to me. I'm not trying to be ugly tonight. But he ain't going to be every picture that we've ever seen drawn of our Savior. That's not what he's going to look like tonight. Hey, but I want to tell you something tonight. Hey, listen. When I got to praying for about six months that God would send me a wife. Not a girlfriend. God send me a wife. I want somebody I can love. Somebody that loves you, Lord. Somebody I can be in the ministry with. Hey, Lord, that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for just a beauty. I, I don't want one ugly. But I, I, can I stop right there and say, boy, God's been good. Amen. Amen. There's a young fella at the house today. He's about charity's age. And he said, well, I tell you what. Boy, God's been good to your daddy. I said, he better not come over here tomorrow. They was just cutting up and carrying on. She talking to him about a girl he was, went out with or something. And, and uh, he, she, he said, whoa. Charity said, whoa. Now, wait a minute. Hey, that's, now you're going beyond your coverage there. That's what my daddy always says about my mama. He went way beyond his coverage. He said, yeah, the Lord's been good to your daddy. Hey, let me say this tonight. Hey, watch this. I can remember though, uh, uh, Brother Ricky, I didn't know her name. I didn't know her mom and daddy. I didn't know where she came from. I didn't know where she was headed. And I'm telling you the truth from about 150 yards. It just looked like the sun was shining around her. And the closer I got, the more I said, Lord, if it's all right with you, it's all right with me. Lord, if it ain't all right with you, don't let me mess up, but let us go out at least once, if you don't mind. Just need to test the waters, make sure. Brother Pope, I believe it's going to be just that real. Hey, listen, if I can know that earthly lady over there is who I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with and raise babies with and go in the ministry with, hey, I just got reason to believe tonight. If we know this is a move of God, if I see him in his presence, I believe I'll be like John. My eyes may have never saw him, but thank God 33 years ago, I met my Savior. Hallelujah. I'm talking about a true belief. Boy, aren't you glad that you can know, that you know, that you know that you've been born again? Boy, I'm glad I don't have to go home tonight and wonder if I'm going to heaven. There's a lot of things tonight that I'm unsure about. I mean, I'll just be honest. There's a lot of things I just can't put my finger on. But I'm here to tell you tonight, I remember the day that the Lord saved my soul. I remember, boy, has the devil ever come by 
and tried to tell you didn't get it. He sure has. But let me tell you this. There's something on the inside of me that won't believe it because I know who I used to be and I know what I am today. And it's only by the good grace of God. Hallelujah. Let's look at this. Number one tonight, there's a true believer. I just want to ask you a simple question tonight. Are you a true believer? I mean, do you know that you know that you know? You say, preacher, I'm pretty sure. All the men over here. All the women over here. Preacher, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I dress like a man. I look like, I mean, I'm pretty sure. I'm, all the men over here. All the way. Do you realize tonight? Let's be honest. Brother Seth hit it on a little while last night. You want to look like it from the front, the back, the sides? But do you realize tonight if we set all the men over here and all the women over here, there ain't going to be nobody sitting in the middle. This church would be divided, men over here, women over here. There wouldn't even be an argument. Wouldn't even be an argument. Are you saved? Are you lost? Preacher, I'm pretty sure. Then you're lost. Do you realize, Brother Pope, if my wife says to me, do you know how to get where you're going? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I mean, I'm not honest. I know we're laughing, but I'm not trying to be funny. You know what that's saying? That's saying I don't know without telling her, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I know where I'm going. Then I don't know where I'm going. If I know where I'm going and she says, do you know where you're going? Well, yes, I know where, yeah, I know where we're going. We're going to turn right up here. Before Siri tells me to turn, if I know where I'm going, I know where to turn. If I say, I'm pretty sure I know where I'm going, I don't have a clue. I don't know. All the men over here, all the women over here, are you saved or are you lost? Lord, notice this tonight, not only do we have a true believer, but believe it or not, we have non-believers. I just don't believe it. You're telling me that that preacher didn't plan that meeting. There's been 83 people saved in nine days. He don't know who's preaching. He don't know what they're singing. He don't know how long the service is going to go. He's going to ordain deacons in the middle of that and they ain't even going to give him a charge. Really? Yes. You know what that proves? He's a true believer. Yeah. Wait a minute. That was a whole lot better than what y'all acting. He don't know who's preaching. He don't know what they're singing. And people's getting saved. People's driving. People's watching on the internet and getting under conviction and getting in their car and driving down to the house of God. People are walking across the parking lot getting born again. People are coming to his house and others' house to get saved. You know what that is? That is a move of God. People say, I just don't believe that. I just don't believe it. I just don't believe it. You know what that is? That's a non-believer. If you'll notice tonight, there was a man in the book of Luke that didn't even have a name. Chapter number 16, the Bible said he was a rich man. And he fared sumptuously every day. And there was a beggar by the name of Lazarus laid at his gate, begging for the crumbs that fell from that rich man's table. Brother Seth said it last night, and I want to reiterate it. The Bible said that when that when Lazarus died, he was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. When that rich man died in hell, he lifted up his eyes. And he prayed, Father Abraham. You realize that? He was a praying man. He cried if he had seen him to his father's house. I have five brethren. I mean, he had tears. He had a burden. He had a prayer. But guess what? He was lost. He was in hell. A non-believer wound up in hell. 
How about on the cross of Calvary? They sung about it a while ago. Boy, aren't you glad on the right side, there's a male factor. And on the left side, there's a male factor. And you know the the only way that one went to heaven and one went to hell was because the man in the middle and the one on the right said, Lord, when thou enter into thy kingdom, remember me. You know the only reason you're going to heaven tonight and not to hell. There's a day you said, Lord, would you remember me? Lord, would you save me? You realize just because a man on the left didn't believe and he was a non-believer didn't change the fact of who Jesus really was. Just because people say, I don't believe it, don't make it not real. Doesn't make it not true tonight. How about this? I mean, can you imagine? King Agrippa in Acts chapter number 26. He looks at Paul and Paul's giving his testimony of what the Lord done to him there on Damascus Road. And King Agrippa says, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. But wouldn't it be sad to go through a meeting like this right here? Wouldn't it be sad to watch on the internet like this and even across the internet ways feel the drawing power and the tugging power of the Holy Ghost of God that cares about you and that loves you and still die and go to hell simply because you said, I just don't believe it. Hey, wait a minute. Let me call time out one more time. Do you realize you say, preacher, well, what about all that foolishness y'all are doing? Wearing yourself out and going to church and people shouting and singing and people in the altar. Hey, preacher, what if you're wrong I've been wore out over less things I've made myself tired over more foolish things I've been run ragged going to ball games and wrestling matches oh my goodness hey listen I'm just here to tell you tonight hey listen if we're wrong we live the life just trusting and believing in him oh but my friend what if you're wrong the Bible said in hell he lift up his eyes matter of fact if I could just say it like this we're all wrong the only thing's right tonight is the Lord Jesus Christ Just a sinner saved by grace. You know what that means? In myself and my own righteousness, I'm filthy. But only because of the blood of Jesus am I headed in the right direction. Only because of Him am I saved by His marvelous grace. I want to try to bring this to a close tonight, but here's the most serious. You say, I'm a true believer. Praise God. Boy, we ought to shout victory. If we could say tonight, I know that I know that no preacher, there's been times in my life that I didn't even know how the bills are going to get paid. And that same God I asked to save me and trust me with, trust him with my soul to keep me out of hell somehow, some way, when there was no way, he made a way. Hey preacher, when the doctor come in and told me bad news and I didn't think I was even going to live, preacher, that was five years ago and my Lord's been faithful. Hey, I buried mom, I buried dad and I thought I'd never make it, but I'm here tonight preacher because the grace of God is real. I'm talking about a true believer. Then maybe you're here tonight or watching by way of internet and you're you're a non-believer. Maybe you're watching or you came because somebody invited you. You just want to be a good friend. You was invited. I just don't really believe that. I just don't really believe that. I'm telling you just as sweet as that heaven is we've been singing about we've been preaching about I want to tell you this tonight. Hell is that hot. Hell is that real. But here's the most scary, church. You have a true believer. You have a non-believer. But sadly, you have a make-believer. You have a make-believer. So, preacher, what is that? What, what, what is that, preacher? Do you realize why when Jesus was feeding his disciples... And he said, he that dippeth his hand in the dish with me, he shall betray me. You realize, preacher, that the reason they begin to ask, is it I, is it I? It's because Judas looked just like them. If Judas would have been different, they'd have not had to ask a question. But Judas was there when Jesus performed the miracles. Judas was one they'd call and say, will you pray over my children? Would you come down? We're having prayer meeting at my house. Judas, would you show up? Judas said, I'd be there. But he's a make-believer. You go to the Old Testament tonight and there's a man by the name of Isaac. 
He had two sons, Jacob and Esau. And he asked Esau to go out and prepare him meat. While he was gone, Jacob went out to the, to the barn there and killed some goats and brought them in. And Esau, he had hairy hands and he was a hairy man on his neck and his clothes smelled like the wild. It smelled like outside. And his mama said, if you'll bring him kids in here, I'll fix them for you and you can take them to your daddy so that he'll bless you. And Isaac was growing dim in his sight and in his old age. And Jacob let his mom prepare that meal. And they took the skins off those goats and they put them on his hands they put him on the smooth of his neck and he took Esau's garments and he went in before his dad and he looked like somebody that he wasn't. He lied about who he really was and he left with a blessing that didn't belong to him. Boy, I believe it's obvious and I'm just, I'm just gonna be as honest as I know how to be. I had no idea. Preacher, I'm talking about my book for years. It's been one of the greatest churches in the world to me. But guess what? It just got better. It just got sweeter. It just got more real. Do you realize there's some sitting right here that was a member of Calvary Baptist Church but was headed to hell? Oh, but look what God did. Look what God did. Look what God did. A make believer. And the Bible said that after he took that birthright from Esau, that Esau sought to kill him. Bible said Jacob made a journey there and sent back chariots and sent back gifts to Esau that he might forgive him for the wrong that he had done to him. Notice this. Pay close attention right here. If you don't hear anything else, would you please hear this? The Bible said that when Jacob had sent them away, sent his wife away, he was there all alone. And the angel of the Lord came to where Jacob was. It wasn't a servant of the Lord. It wasn't the preacher. It was the Lord, the angel of the Lord. You know what that represents in your New Testament tonight? That's the Holy Ghost of God. He got over where Jacob was and the Bible said they wrestled all night long. Hey, is anybody hearing me tonight for the last eight days, nine days, every time you lay down in the bed, you're turning around and you're wrestling in your mind, you're wrestling in your soul, you're wrestling and you've even made a statement like this, would you just let me go? And Jacob said, would you just, or the angel of the Lord said to Jacob, would you just turn me loose? Would you just let me go? And he said, Jacob said to the angel, the Lord said, would you bless me? He said, I will not bless you unless you tell me who you are. And do you realize he didn't look at the angel of the Lord and said, I'm Esau. But he said, I am Jacob. You know what the Bible said the angel of the Lord did? It touched him in the hollow of his thigh. And the Bible said from that day forward, he walked different. Boy, has anybody ever been touched by the angel of the Lord? Hey, you know what tonight? I don't care how long you sit on a church pew and said you're saved and really wasn't saved. Hey, that's behind you. Oh, you ought to shout right there. If you got in over the last nine days, it's behind you. Never to be remembered against you anymore. But there will be a different walk. I read an article today, preacher. And I was just curious. I believe we was talking about it in the prayer room the other day. That 50 to 65% of church members are lost without the Lord. You know what that means? It means we know how to sing. We know how to stand behind a pulpit and preach. We dress right. We talk right. We look right. Down on the inside of our soul, there's a wrestling match going on with the angel of the Lord. And tonight, there's something on the inside saying that's not really who you are. Do you realize tonight, brother, and, and as much as I like them, and, and this, this ain't to cause a, a disagreement in the, in the house of God. We got more important things going on. Hey, but brother, I, I, I think I like them because they're pinstripes. But do you realize, brother Pope, if I put on a New York Yankees uniform and I was able to go through security and sit down on the dugout, it does not make me a baseball player. 
I've got golf clubs at the house and I've got collared shirts. Hey, listen, I've got golf breeches. I've got golf shoes. But if you ever go play with me, you know I'm not going to the tour. And just because we walk into the church and sit down on the pew <coughs> does not make us a true believer. But what makes us a true believer is when we walk out those doors and nobody else is watching and we're really who we say we are. That doesn't mean you'll never have a mistake. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have a bad day. It doesn't mean that when somebody cuts you off in traffic that you're not going to want that old sailor mouth to start talking again. But it does mean this. Whenever you desire that in the flesh, that Holy Ghost of God is going to say, Son, we don't talk like that. We don't act like that. We may drive by the beer joint, but we don't stop at the beer joint. We might go by the harlot's house, but we don't stop at the harlot's house. We're not what we used to be. True believer, a non-believer, and a make-believer. The Bible said that Jacob hobbled. Hey, Jacob, what happened to you? I got in a wrestling match with the angel of the Lord. Who won? The angel of the Lord did. Hey, preacher, why do you act like that? 33 years ago, I got in a wrestling match with the angel of the Lord. And I ain't ashamed to tell you, (laughs) the angel of the Lord won. Thank God I'm a true believer tonight. I know who it was that kept me awake. Oh, but thank God in some of the darkest hours of my life from that day, the same one that kept me awake that night, put me to sleep those nights. When trouble came in our home, when trouble came in our church, when sickness came in our house, I'm glad the same Holy Ghost of God that wouldn't let me go to hell, thank God, wouldn't let me worry myself sick, but gave me a peace that passes all understanding. I'm gonna let the preacher get the invitation started like he wants to. Watch right here, just a couple minutes while they're getting ready for the invitation. Watch right here. Brother Seth said something last night and I had it wrote down in the margin of my Bible. It's ten virgins. You know what that means tonight? That's all good. That's all good. All ten of them was virgins. Five had oil in their lamp and five didn't. But you know what? They, down in the end of that message, you know what happened? The Bible said that while they went to get it, the bridegroom came. Would you not agree with me tonight? They knew exactly what they needed. They knew where to get what they needed. They just wasn't sure when they was going to need it. You know exactly what you need tonight. Preacher, don't have to come up here and, and, and pry you. You know exactly. <laughs> you know exactly what you need. You know exactly where to get it tonight. And I have no idea when you need it, but if you ever get it, you won't ever want to live without it. I'm glad he's the dearest friend I ever had standing to your feet all across the house. Boy, standing to feet all across the house. I don't know what you need. Some's already praying. Some's praying right there where they are. Hey, but listen tonight, boy, wouldn't it be a wonderful time just to know for sure I am a true believer. I am a true believer. Well, our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. Father, we thank you for speaking to our hearts tonight. God, thank you for giving your man a message, Lord, that we so desperately need tonight. When our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I'm going to ask our personal workers if they just very quietly tip out, tiptoe out, make their way down here to an old-fashioned altar. Man, we've heard it as plain as we can hear it tonight. Which one are you? Are you a true believer? Are you a non-believer? Or are you a make-believer? If you're here tonight and the Spirit of God speaking to your heart, I'm going to ask you to I'm going to ask you to make a move. 
If you're here tonight, you say, Pastor, I really don't know which one I am. I'm going to ask you to make a move tonight. I'm going to ask you to step out. And I'm going to ask you to get it settled tonight before you leave this place tonight. Now let's go back to March 13th. And this is what we talked about on March the 13th. The reason that a lot of people will never get it settled is because of something called pride. Preacher, my heart is beating out of my chest right now, and I know I need to come, but what are people going to think? What are people going to think? If I step out and come tonight, what are people going to think? What's my wife going to think? What's my husband going to think? What are my children going to think? If I make that move tonight, my dear friend, may I say this? You better not care what they think. You better let go and let God have his way. Folks are coming. Father, please have your way in this invitation. Lord, do that which, which only you can. Spirit of God, I pray right now that you're working in hearts. Lord, help folk to come right now. I pray, Father, right now that you draw them to yourself. Lord, that you give them the faith, the faith that they need to believe tonight, to be a true believer. God, have your way in this invitation. Lord, please work. And Lord, we thank you and praise you for all that you do. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. If God's dealing with your heart right now, would you step out right now? Would you take that step and would you come right now? We've got somebody that'll meet you down here in the altar. And we'd just like to take a Bible and show you from the Bible how you can know that you know that you know that you're going to heaven when you die. Would you come? Would you come right now? Would you come? We tell our people this at Calvary all the time. He will not force you to take that first step. But I can promise you this, my dear friend, he'll help you with the second step. Would you come tonight? Would you come? While we wait, folks are getting help. Folks are getting some help. Would you come? Right now. Brother Steve, I am saved. I walked in here tonight knowing that I'm saved. But preacher, I am not where I need to be with the Lord. And I know that. And the Lord's been revealing that to me. Pastor, I am born again, but I'm not, I'm not where I need to be with God. I know I'm not. Preacher, I need to rededicate my life to Christ. God's been revealing that to me for a while. Preacher, I used to have a joy. I used to have an excitement. And something happened along the line, and I lost that, and I, I just got away from the Lord. I didn't mean to let it happen, but I just got away from the Lord. If that's you tonight, if that's you, my dear friend, would you step out right now? Would you step out right now and make your way down to this old-fashioned altar and just find a place right now and rededicate your life to the Lord? Would you come while we wait? Would you come? Would you come tonight?